Christ, may they see you at work in us. May they see you on our lives, Lord. Father, we thank you for your incredible love that you have for each and every one of us. You gave your son for us. You deemed each of us worthy in your eyes. And Lord, we thank you for that today. We thank you for that. Lord, we thank you that no matter what situation we find ourselves in, that you are with us and you are for us. And nothing will change your incredible love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Grab a seat, guys. Morning. Awesome to be in church on this lovely raining morning. Um, the message I've got for you today, I've called God Makes a Way. I've just been thinking um, recently just about some of the stuff that God has done for us and how at times we feel that we're facing completely impossible situations, but God continuously reminds me that in those times that he makes a way. And um, So yes, that's what I'm going to preach on today. So Isaiah 43.19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, I believe that this is a prophetic declaration, not only for us as a church, but as us as individuals. You know, I'm doing a new thing. The old has passed and the new has come. What has gone before, whether it be good, bad, or ugly, is past. It has moved on from, and I have something new for you. New revelation, fresh manner, a deeper understanding and revelation of who I am and the love that I have for you. I'm making a way where previously there's been no way. What has seemed impossible and improbable will come to pass in ways that you never expected, in ways that you never perceived. And it will cause people to turn their heads to look at you and see my hand over your life. I will use your situation, your story, your impossible, your improbable to bring people to a deeper relationship with me. God is making a way where there has been no way. Now, I don't know what your situation is, but know today that he sees you. He sees your situation. He sees the limitations, the impossibilities, the improbabilities. He sees what you face, and you need to know he's making a way. God told Abram that his descendants would outnumber the stars in the sky, and that seemed impossible. Now, he and his wife, Sarai, were both well past the age for having children. Now imagine holding on to a promise, holding on to it, whispering it, too afraid to speak it out loud because it's just too precious, too improbable to happen, praying in secret for it to occur and then to get to a point when you're about to lose hope that it would ever, ever happen. And then God makes a way. Now Abram and Sarai were in their 90s when, God, um, when they had their promised son Isaac. In their 90s. Like, let's think about that for a second. In their 90s, or no, don't think about that, but in their 90s, like physically, that's impossible, you know. But when it was impossible, God made a way. Now, when I was 17, um, doctors told me that if I wanted to have children, I would have to get pregnant pretty much straight away. There was great news at 17. I said to the doctor, Will you go out there and tell my father? Because I don't want to have that conversation with him right now. Um, my body just wasn't able to do the stuff it needed to do in order to do that. And I had a lot of tissue damage and um, scarring from early stages of endometriosis. 
um, when Ray and I got married, we knew that the chances of us having children were really, really slim, like pretty much next to none. The doctor started to recommend interventions and treatments um, to, in order to get pregnant straight away, which before it was too late. Um, and as distressing as heartbreaking this was for us, we're, I mean, we're gutted. Um, part of us had a peace because we knew that God um, had promised us that we'd have a family, whether it be through medical intervention or adoption or fostering. We knew that God had promised us a family and that we would trust him. And whatever that looked like. Plus, we were really young when we got married, and I just wasn't quite ready to think about being actual grown-ups with children and people we're responsible for keeping alive. We could barely keep ourselves alive. We could barely keep ourselves alive, let alone having to actually look after little people. Um, a lady at church prayed for me at a leadership retreat that we're at, and she has five children. Five children. So she has, like, the baby-making anointing. And um, a couple of weeks later, we found out that I was pregnant with our first miracle babe. No, and now we have two. Where it was medically impossible, God made a way. You know, the book of Esther tells about a young Jewish um, girl named Esther who found herself queen in a foreign land. Now, a plot to wipe out her people came to light. Now, and and it, was, it was declared, it was decreed by her husband, the king, that her people would be wiped out. Now, in this culture, um, in order to approach the king, you had to be summoned by him. And Esther had been summoned for, for th- over 30 days. And if she went to him and approached him, and he did not accept her approach, she would be killed. But if she approached him and he extended her, her, his scepter to her, then she would, she would live and she would be able to approach the king and, and um, plead her case. So Esther got all the people together that she could and she prayed for, for three days. She prayed and fasted. And, um, and then when time came for her to approach the king, she went to him, and he extended her, his scepter, and she lived, and she was able to play her case. You know, when the king's edict was going to see the Jewish people be wiped out in a day, God made a way, and the nation was saved. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego found themselves in the furnace facing, facing certain death, they declared whatever happened, whether they be saved or perished, they would never turn from their faith. God made a way, and they survived the flames. Now, God continuously makes a way in miraculous ways. The Bible is filled with story after story after story of God making a way when things are impossible and improbable, making a way in the wilderness, in the desert, and in the storms. Exodus 14.14 sorry, Exodus 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Translation, God will make a way. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. In other words, trust the Lord and he will make the way. I love that. I love that we don't have to do anything. We don't have to run around like headless chickens trying to make this happen and that happen and that happen and try to come up with our own solution. When we face mountains, when we face valleys, and we think that they're impossible to pass, our God makes a way. Now he comes through for us. I've got a wee story. I wanted to read. Today we're reading from the Jesus Storybook Bible. 
It's a great translation, and I love this Bible, and I might joke about it because it's a kid's Bible, but I love um, the tagline here. It says, every story whispers his name. How beautiful is that? Every story whispers his name. Every story in the Bible points to Jesus. In the Old Testament, it's leading up to Jesus. It's pointing the way that he's coming. And in the New Testament, it's telling of what he has done. Every story whispers his name. And so I just wanted to read. This is... Okay, I'm not a teacher, but I could be. Okay, so I'm reading, it's essentially Exodus 14, 15. It's called God Makes a Way, Moses and the Red Sea. And I just thought this is beautiful. I just wanted to, I thought this is the best translation that I could find to, to, um, to get this across. Moses and God's people escaped out of Egypt and into the wilderness. They didn't know the way, but God knew the way and he would show them. I will bring you to a new home, a special land, God promised them. I will look after you. I am with you. God sends a big cloud for them to follow, a pillar of smoke stretching up to the sky. I just want to share the pictures because they're kind of cool. Um, <laughs> it moved in front of them as they walked and shaded them from the blazing heat of the day. And when it came, it was time to rest, it stopped. All through the cold desert nights, it kept warm, glowing like a fire. God led his people through the desert to the edge of the great sea. They were wondering how to cross it when suddenly they heard a terrible thundering and pounding. It would almost sound like horse's hooves. They, they, sh- they shaded their eyes to look back and screamed, It was! Pharaoh and his army were coming to get them. Pharaoh had changed his mind again. Oh, Pharaoh changing his mind. <laughs> get my slaves back, he screeched and charged out into the desert after them with 600 of his fastest horsemen and every single chariot in Egypt. What were God's people going to do? In front of them was a big sea. It was so big there was no way around it. But there was no way through it. It was too deep. They didn't have any boats, so they couldn't sail across. And they couldn't swim because it was too far and they would drown. And they couldn't turn back because Pharaoh was chasing them. They could see the flashing swords now, glinting in the baking sun, and the dust clouds and the chariot after scary chariot surging towards them. So they did the only thing that there was left to do. Panic. We're going to die, they shrieked. Don't be afraid, Moses said. I don't really have a Moses-type voice, but we'll go with it. But there's nothing we can do, they screamed. God knows you can't do anything, Moses said. God will do it for you. Trust him and watch. But there's no way out, they cried. God will make a way, he said. Another minute and it would have been over. But then the strangest thing happened. God made the pillar of smoke move. It moved behind his people and hid them from the Egyptians. Then God sent a strong east wind to blow all night long. It blew on the water of the sea. It blew to the left and it blew to the right until it blew into two towering walls of water in the air. Right in the middle of the sea, a muddy pathway opened up and God's people walked across on dry land. When the, Egypt, Egyptians, when the Egyptians tried to follow, the walls of water crashed back down on them and swallowed them up. God's people were safe. They danced and laughed and sang and thanked God. When there had been no way out, God had made a way. Now this is my favourite bit. I got a wee bit emotional whenever I read this. Many years later, once again, God was going to make a way when there was no way. From the beginning... 
God's children had been running from him and hiding. God knew his children would never be happy without him, but they couldn't get back to him by themselves. They were lost. They didn't know the way back. But God knew the way. And one day, he would show them. How beautiful is that? Like, it's a children's story, but it, I think it just paints the picture of being so helpless. There's absolutely no way it shows how incredibly impossible that situation is. Imagine that you're standing there in front of this ocean, there's people coming to kill you, and there's no way. There's no way across, there's no way through, there's no way to the left and to the right. There's no way. No way, no way, no way. But God, who you love and who you trust, who has led you to this place, First start by going, what are you doing? You've led us to somewhere we're going to die. That would be my, my first reaction. So he led us to this place. But because you know him, you know that he has something good in store, that he will make a way. And then he makes a way so spectacular that you, he parts the waters of the Red Sea and you walk across it. I mean, how incredible is that? When there is no way, God made, made a way. I love that. When there had been no way out, God had made a way. Many years later, once again, God was going to make a way where there was no way. Jesus is the way. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When humanity needed saving, God made a way. When our sin and our burdens were going to lead us to death, God made a way and continues to make a way for us. When the storm is raging around you, God makes a way. When you're lost in the desert, God makes a way. When the medical professionals say impossible, it will never happen, God makes a way. When hope is fading and promises feel they will never come to pass, God makes a way. I want to encourage you, I don't know what the situation is, what you're facing, what you're journeying through, but God does. And God will make a way in your situation. In fact, he is making a way. It says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Do you not perceive it? God is making a way. But do you see what he is doing? Can you see him at work in your situation? I want to encourage you to have your eyes open for what he is doing. And don't ask so many times we ask a why. Why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this? Why are you not answering me? Why is the wrong question? The question is, God, what is your perception? What is your perspective of what is happening in this situation? It's good, what are you doing? Not why, why, why. I, 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 I'll be honest. There are times I stand there and I hit, like stomp my feet and go, why are you doing this? Why are you listening to me? Do you not know what I've been through? Do you not know what I've done for you? There's like sense of like being entitled because don't you know? Do you not know what I sacrificed for you? And God will go, do you not know what I sacrificed for you? Do you not know what I did for you? I am making a way. Go, Shannon, shut up. 
sit down and let me do my thing. Get out of the way. Sometimes we have to get out of the way in order for God to get in, to make a way. Because too often, he's not making a way. Maybe we're in the way. So ask God, God, what is your perception? What is your perspective of this situation? What would you say to me in this situation? Too often we want to tell God what we want to say in this situation. I know I do. Sometimes I look look, look like a spoiled child going, listen to me. But God goes, Shannon, get out of the way. I'm going to make a way. And I can look back on the times where God has made, where situations have been tough and I've gone, what on earth is going on here? And I've tried to fix things myself. It never looks pretty. It never goes well. But God will go, Shannon, get out of the way. I will make a way. I will make a way in the waste in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You may think that your life is a bit of a wasteland, that that it's past it, that nothing good can come of it. God is making a way. You know, you may think in your family that that it's done, you can't do anything more, that there's nothing left there. You've given all that you've got to give. God is making a way. You may think in situations that you have no hope. That it's, that it's useless. God is making a way. In the improbable and the impossible, God makes a way. I just want to encourage you, God is making a way in your situation today. So we're just going to um, hop into a bit of worship and just spend some time with God. I, you know, if you've got a situation that's going on, we'd love to pray with you, partner with you, to declare that God is making a way in your situation. But I want to encourage you, take a moment with God and, and don't ask why, but go, God, what is your what have you, is your perspective in this situation? What are you doing in this in this situation? Because he will answer you. So Father, I just want to thank you for each person here. Lord, I thank you that you know our situation, you know our circumstances. And Lord, you know the mountains that are before us and the valleys that stretch out below us. And Father, I declare that in these seasons that you make a way. Where it all seems impossible, where it seems it will never happen, where all seems lost. Lord, I thank you that you make a way. That we do not have to strive, that we do not have to try and do it ourselves. Lord, but you, God, you make a way. And Father, for that we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I said, we're just going to have a little worship. Um, if you'd like, we would love to pray with you. Um,